0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have Megan Miller on as my guest. Let me tell you about Megan. She is a professional speaker, creator, and host of Attention to Intention podcast, and on a mission to help high-performing, go-getting professionals detox the off the drug of achievement. Over the past 15 years, Megan, laser focus on climbing the corporate ladder resulted in successful career as a sales executive in the hospitality industry, managing a portfolio of 150 hotels and 1 billion in revenue raised by a single mom in rural Pennsylvania. We have that in common inflicted with a speech impediment and feeling like she had to fight for her seat at the table. Megan chewed her way to the corner office, and when she landed there, she realized that she was empty, unfulfilled, and addicted to the drug of achievement. After realizing she was living a lonely life in this dark world focused on hustle and achievement, she made a choice to get brave and get still. And start using the power of intention to live a more inspired life. So she laid this foundation, helping other high-performing, go-getting professionals stop living to make it by Friday, sleepwalking through life like a robotic nature and start living with inspiration, fulfillment, and connection to your most trusted achiever, advisor, yourself. Please join me in welcoming Megan as we talk about get clear on what you want for your life with this one micro step. And please welcome my guest, Megan Miller. Megan, what a great background you have. You know, isn't it funny
2: how you can go back there in an instant? Man, that, you know, that was seven years ago when I had the the life had to bring me to my knees. And as you're beautifully sharing the story, it made me flash back to it like that. Isn't it these life tattoos, man, mm-hmm. they are
1: embedded
2: for the rest of your
1: life. <laughs> I know, it's ingrained in you. It, and is. it is. It's funny, so I come from a small town in uh, Pennsylvania outside of Pittsburgh. And um, so uh, the the comment about fighting for a seat at the table, I was one of six kids, at, at eventually seven kids. And uh, so I can appreciate fighting for a seat at the table. <laughs> Who one of six kids, girl? Where did you fit in the Where did you fit I in was short order? Second, so mm. second to the oldest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but that made motherhood come very easily for me because I was used to taking care of people for a long time. Yeah,
2: you, know, you know, isn't it, I was just talking to uh, my husband about this the other day. Now I feel like I'm gonna be, sound like one of those old heads that says <laughs> back in my day, but it was so interesting. You know, bigger families back in the day, we used to play outside with the neighborhood kids. And now you
1: go through these neighborhoods and nobody's outside. And I'm like, well, hey. actually I have in my neighborhood, it goes through transitions, but now I have these little stick people on the road telling us to drive safely. We didn't have that in our neighborhood. It was like, hey, you're at your own risk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and our the way it was that you had your breakfast, you were pushed outside and you couldn't come back until lunchtime.
2: <laughs> um, I was just telling the story the other day, Vicki, about how I was one of these like chubby kids that all I wanted to do was eat my Oreos and watch TV. And my mother, I was single mother. She said to me, you're out of this house. And so she blocked me outside. So I was forced to play until I could come in for dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> same, same thing. Although we had um, a larger yard, so my parents put a play area in there so that at least we would be in our yard for most of the time, so she could at least look out and see that we were still alive.
2: Count you, <laughs> count you, and be like, all right.
1: Oh, there's all there. there, there, there they're all there. Oh, <laughs> uh, So what part of country do you call home?
2: So we are right now um, outside Philadelphia, Talk about a beautiful serendipitous moment. Don't you love these little serendipitous building blocks through life? And I think Mm -hmm. how beautiful they are and how quickly we miss them in our busy culture. And so my husband and I had a COVID moment. God, haven't we all had many Mm -hmm. and we looked at each other and we said, why are we living in New Jersey where the taxes are astronomical, where we don't have kids in the school system, Our story was that we were close to Philadelphia, but Vicki, we never went in the city. (laughs) Funny the story you tell yourself. So my parents retired uh, two hours south of of Philadelphia in this little beach town. And we looked for two years for a home. I fought and clawed every single moment because I love routine and habits. And (laughs) and we finally found a house that we both loved and didn't even know it. And it's five minutes from my parents. So over Thanksgiving... We took the move. We are out of the city in a little coastal town, five minutes from my parents, and it has been food for the soul.
1: Oh, so nice. That's awesome.
2: It 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 is.
1: Well, what was your breaking point that when you were going to that office day in and day out, just, it, you know dreading each day I suppose when did you know that you had to make a change
2: yeah you know isn't it funny how hindsight is such a beautiful gift but you never see it in the moment Mm -hmm. yeah now I can look back and I think Meg maybe the fact that you were running to the booze every night and not just having one or two glasses, but you'd finish the bottle, maybe that was a sign. Mm -hmm. Maybe the fact that you were going from one screen to another screen, computer screen, then you'd go to your phone, social feeds, then to the TV, never a moment of silence. Maybe that was a sign. Mm -hmm. Maybe the the fact that you were Darth Vader and every single thing just flipped you over the edge, maybe that was a sign. (laughs) Uh, but I wish I could tell you, Vicki, that I saw any of that. I didn't. I was yeah. just so busy going through the motions. And I think so many of us do that. True. You just get so used to the hamster wheel of going through the motions. And this mm-hmm. is what you always do. So I say all that to say that it life had to bring me to my knees. One of those universal, God, divine, whatever word you want to put in there slapped me upside the head and was like, listen, girl, you are going the wrong way. So I had lived my life under this umbrella of I'll be happy when you ever do yeah. that. Yeah. I'll be happy when I get the promotion, when I get this, this title, when I get this in the bank account, when I fit in this size gene, when I get the relationship, when I drive this car, so forth and so on. And then you get the thing and you're like, you know what? That's not it must be something else. So you are Mm -hmm. hustling up this ladder of you versus you and it never ends. And -hmm. that was my life. So I told myself that I would be happy when I got this corner office Mm -hmm. running sales for this billion dollar hospitality organization, hashtag surface level thinking. (laughs) Isn't it funny how we think it's like, you know what, when I get this handbag, man, that's going to fix everything. (laughs) And I got it. And then within a few months, Vicky, I had a a mental breakdown Mm -hmm. alongside the busiest highway in Philadelphia, the main artery going in and out of the city's 76. 76. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I had a girlfriend. I never realized it at the time, Vicky. But isn't it such a beautiful thing how people can see things in your life that you're just too blind to see? And she said to me, Meg, you know what's interesting? Is that you had this breakdown, like what a sign it is that your life was so busy with the busyness you created. So you would never be silent to hear those inner gut whispers that you were running from. And you had this breakdown in the busiest highway in the city, like cars just going by you at such a fast pace. And that was your life. And I thought, oh my God, that's true. Yeah. So Vicki, when I'm on the corner of this little shoulder and the car's just shaking with these Mack trucks whizzing by and I'm sobbing because I'm thinking to myself, how did my life get here? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have the corner office. Yes, you look on social media and girl, I am rocking it in my fun leather pants and going to the trade shows and doing the things. But what you do not see is someone who's barely hanging on. You think Mm -hmm. we're all culturalized to hide behind Mm -hmm. this mask. And I didn't even know I was living behind one. And I realized in that moment as I was looking at my life and seeing that I was popping the Lexapro, binge drinking, Mm -hmm. loveless relationship, $20,000 in debt, cut off from my closest friends and family, is that my whole life, Vicky, was around this validation from achievement, was getting you to like me. And mm-hmm. I was so into it and addicted to it that I had no idea it's what I was doing. And this whole journey, I never paused to get to know my most trusted advisor, me. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's where the really hard shit began.
1: Mm. Oh, my goodness. So you've realized it. Yeah. Now, what, what was your process to ch- make a change? Yeah. I think awareness
2: is such mm. a gift mm. and we don't give that enough street cred, do we? Yeah. Because when you are aware, then you have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was a seven year journey and it yeah. still is like, I think, you know, Vicky, and I love this question so much because we live in an information world. If you're like me, you take your phone in the bathroom. So you can figure out any solution to any air quote problem you have (laughs) by the time you're out of the bathroom, (laughs) right? It is springing into action. Yeah. And that is the hardest thing, is moving into action. Mm -hmm. And I think we run from these gut whispers and you do the things you know you shouldn't because it's easy and it's comfortable. So you answer the emails, you pour the drink, you stay in the loveless relationship, you spend the food. So to answer your question about now what, here is here's what I had started to do and it sounds hokey and it sounds simple but I'm here to tell you my friends it's the simplest things we know we should do but yeah. we don't do so I gave myself silence in the morning five minutes and I began to ask myself these four questions every day and I still do it to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone wants to download them and print them out, it's on megan I'd love for you to gift it to yourself. But here's the four questions. How am I feeling today? And why? Just clearing the thoughts out in here doesn't even need to make sense. Don't even re- need to reread it. The second question is what is one small act of service I can do for someone else? whether that is dropping the note to the colleague that says you killed that presentation yesterday, leaving a love note for my husband by the coffee machine, texting a friend, holding the door open and smiling at someone after me when I go to get my morning coffee, something simple, less than a minute. And I'm here to tell you that 98% of the time when I do that, someone responds back to me and says, you have no idea how bad I needed to hear that. That will give you such a high Mm -hmm. that the to-do list never will. The third thing is, what is one thing that I can do today that'll make me happy? And I do it. Whether it is sitting outside for five minutes to feel the sun on my face, whether it is sending a message to someone on LinkedIn that I admire and say, hey, help me. Whether that is saying that I'm going to write the blog post and just taking 10 minutes pen to paper, whether that's having the lunch with my friend, even though we're busy, whatever that looks like, whatever I feel inclined to making the commitment and doing it. And then the, uh, the last question, question number four is what are three things I'm grateful for? Yeah. And it can be something as simple as, and I always say make this as specific as possible. So instead of your health, for instance, for me this morning, we have a mutual friend. Um, uh, uh, I have a mutual friend with a, a, a best girlfriend of mine and we were talking about him this week and he's our age, he's 40 and he's in really bad health.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so my gratitude this morning was that I just feel so thankful that my mm-hmm. body keeps me going all day that I can be mobile and I can use it. And I'm not, I, I am healthy. Um, so those mm-hmm. though, those are the four steps and it was a game changer. And you can do that in five minutes. You can do that in 15 minutes. You can do that in 20 minutes and whatever works for you, because what you look for, you find, and those yeah. questions are so powerful.
1: I agree with that. And I think it's also helpful at the end of the day to kind of go through that all over again. Oh, Vicki, I love that. You said that. Do you have a nighttime ritual that you do? I see I do the gratitude and I just think about what I did today, what small wins that I have. And then, you know, I, I just kind of have quiet time. I think you have to have quiet time.
2: Well girl, isn't mm-hmm. that the truth?
1: There mm-hmm. was a moment
2: in time when I was sleeping with the tele- with with my cell phone by my uh, under the pillow. Like no wonder I was sleeping like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to your point, I love that you brought this up. So I started doing this at night, too. And did you know there has been all of these studies around it? If you have a a nighttime ritual very similar to what Vicki and I are talking about, if it's just a couple minutes of writing down p.m. wins or writing down a couple of things you're grateful for, or what were your wins of your day, do you know that you will sleep better, but Mm -hmm. that you will cut depression and anxiety and fear Mm -hmm. and guilt of all of these thoughts in here by upwards of 50%? It's a it's a beautiful thing so my husband got for me when we first started dating and it was a game changer again these small things these micro steps that we're talking about Mm -hmm. it was an amazon phone charger um and it had a, a glass shelf on it now i guess your phones can get wet but it was so the phone doesn't get wet it goes in the bathroom and vicky that is where my phone goes About an hour before bed and it has been a game changer. I'm no longer checking the emails before I go to sleep. I'm no longer on my Gmail account buying shit I don't need. I'm no longer on Instagram feeling like crap about myself, right? (laughs) Because I don't have the things that I think everybody else has. So I'm sleeping better. And it also forces me to get up in the morning and start my day by keeping the first promise to myself. Um, mm-hmm. And then to your point, I just write down on a little piece of paper, just three, three wins. And it yeah. has
1: been such a gift. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's for me, it's just been a, a great way to quiet yourself. I, I think you, you need that in the morning. I'm, I'm like you, I, I have actually, <laughs> although I thought maybe I should not do this in case there was an emergency, but I have my phone just on vibrate. Or um, at night, and if it can go away, and and um, I don't get up and check it, although I sometimes think maybe that's not the smartest thing if somebody needed me, but my husband doesn't do that, and so they'll get him.
2: <laughs> ding ding, Vicky. You know, I was just having this conversation with a girlfriend of mine the other day, and she dropped the most mic drop moment on me. She's like, you know, Meg. Uh, she's like, I have a teenage daughter and I'm a single parent. She said, so you know what I did? I reinstalled the home phone. No one has the number. Really? No one calls besides her. So I put my phone on silent in the bathroom and I can sleep knowing that if she needs me and there's an emergency, she can use the house phone.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. I was like, dang, I loved that. And if you don't want a house phone, just get a second cell phone. It, it, it,
2: or, or there's that. Yeah. And then the other thing, Vicky. I'm so glad we're transitioning into this. Man, you're good. I just, <laughs> I love you. I could, so not only do you look great in those fabulous earrings and the red shirt, but you're you're also asking beautiful questions. So I was just having another conversation about mm-hmm. this. I was saying that this working from home, I was so used in my corporate job to going into an office. Yeah. And with my husband and I both working from home, it is very difficult for me to turn it off. Yeah. And I'm fortunate enough where he's the one that does the cooking. God bless a man who's not <laughs> shy to be in the kitchen. Yeah. And he will yell up to me. You could. It's like it's like clockwork. If we're both home, he will yell up to me up the steps. Meg, dinner's ready. And how fortunate am I to have that? But I will yell back down five more minutes, five more <laughs> minutes. And then I find myself sprinting down the steps, not even present to spend time with the man I love so deeply, so Mm. thinking about the pings and the dings and what's waiting for me upstairs. And a game changer for me, Vicky, was that I put the do not disturb on my phone for an hour with my husband.
1: Yeah, nice.
2: And for anyone that has an Apple, if you just go, it'll say like focus at the top. You just do the little scroll down Mm -hmm. screen It'll say focus. Put the do not disturb on. It silences your phone. Now, if you have kids or anyone that needs to get through, you can change it so anyone can get through. But I'll tell you that peace of mind that Mm -hmm. I have for an hour. It has been such a gift back to our marriage so that I'm actually present.
1: Nice. That's very nice. You also, um, he doesn't, you can tell him he doesn't have to yell if you buy a Google or a, a, a Amazon uh, Kindle or a uh, home thing, I forget what they're called, but anyway, I just say um, dinner's ready and it broadcasts throughout the house, dinner's ready. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. So that God my daughter technology. can hear. <laughs> I know. God so, bless so, no longer yelling because I, of course, am from the generation that we did that. We yelled. That's it right. Fine, even outside. That's right. That's
2: you would. <laughs> and it's isn't it so funny that you knew which voice was your mom's?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you knew whenever you had to be there. Ding <laughs> dig. Oh, dig. Good. <laughs> so what can? Uh, what is the one micro uh, micro step that the listeners really? could start today doing a simple thing. We talked about, you know, the gratitude and things, but what is the one thing that could help them get off this drug of achievement that you talk about?
2: Yeah. I would say, listen, I love those four questions. I think they're such a powerful gift mm-hmm. um, because your life is a direct correlation to the questions that you ask. Um, but if you're not there yet and, and you just want one small thing, I would say, gift yourself a few moments of silence. Mm. That's it. That's it. Whether that is silence when you're grabbing your coffee in the morning, whether that is silence in the car before you, after you drop the kids off before you go back to work, whether that is silence with a walk around the block with the dog, mm. no phone, no mm. earbuds, just silence. And here's mm. why I think that is so powerful. When you have silence, silence, It is amazing what life will tell you, Mm -hmm. what you will tell you. And listen, it'll be scary as all hell, because 98% of the time, those gut whispers that you have are not in line with how you're living your life. But it is so powerful to just become aware. And it is Mm -hmm. amazing what some silence will do. So that is the one micro step I would recommend is to gift yourself a few moments of silence Mm -hmm. in a way that works for you
1: one of the, I I do like to do the walk around the block because that also helps me get my steps in. But, you know, a a lot of people think, well, I have so many things to do. Well, do something mindless. Like I scrub the floor. Mm. (laughs) It takes no brain. But I'm telling you, I've solved a lot of problems in that time that it takes me to scrub the floor.
2: Or you know what I'll do? You know, I, uh, there was a moment in my life, Vicky, and you'll appreciate this. I think when you're so used to going 86 miles per hour, mm-hmm. you cannot just turn it off like that. It's hard. You know, yeah. you have to work mm-hmm. at rest. We talk about it like it's an easy thing, like it's just hitting the pause button. And it's not when you yeah. are so used to being busy. Um, but there, so one of the things that has been so helpful for me is, to go outside in the Northeast, it's beginning to get beautiful mm-hmm. and just walk around the house. Look at the, this is going to sound so hokey, but it has been such a game changer. Look at the flowers, take a little moment mm-hmm. to feel the sun on my face. That's it. It's a moment. And I'll tell you what has come to me and also to not only what has come to me, but I haven't flipped out on the email response. So when you catch yourself getting the email and you just want to go ham on it mm-hmm. that's a moment my friend that just give yourself the the the, the pause give yourself the opportunity pause. listen to your body mm-hmm. just take the walk outside the block listen the the three minutes the five minutes you will be so happy that you did
1: yeah for sure I always <clears throat> talk about the fact that but the gift that I always try to give to my grandbabies is that um to be able to be silent and to be mm. quiet, to lay in the grass, look at the clouds, and um, and not have anything to do, just have fun, just laying there. We used to do that all the time when we were kids. You know, just make the uh, observations of what clouds are, what they look like, and that was fun. Oh, I and love that. If you ask a kid now to just lay up on the grass and look at the clouds, they might think you're crazy, but I I think that they should.
2: Ding, ding. And I'll tell you this, this just came to me as you were talking about, you know, t- teaching your grandbabies these things. I, I think we are so quick to go to the reasons why something wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee yeah. we have your beautiful community listening right now. That's like, that all sounds great and good, but it won't work for my life. That uh, Here's what I want to tell you. What's that's wrong true. is always available, but also is what's right. So if you think that this wouldn't work for your life, I would say, why not? And you can create the change. For example, if you have a standing call, at two o'clock, and that's the time where you start to really slip on down because you've been sitting in front of the screen. Make it a phone call and go outside. Do a walking mm-hmm. call yeah. together. Right, everything is figure outable if you look at it through a different lens, my friend.
1: Yeah, and and it's just try it. I mean, if it doesn't work for you, try something else. It's it's not that you have to say, well, I, you know, I have to do it and it has to work, well, no. I mean, that's what we found in these last several years is that uh, things that we always did had to change.
2: And, oh, dang, dang. And the other thing, you know, Vicki, I found that th- this is the protect protection in me, walls up. You know, I had an absentee father raised by a single mother. Mamas are superhuman. I don't care if mm-hmm. you're doing it with a partner or you're doing it by yourself. Mamas are, are amazing. And I had this protection gene built up from when I was five years old mm-hmm. and my father stepped out that no one's hurting me again. I'll do it on my own. And I had these ball walls built up thick. So no one ever knew when I was struggling. I never asked anyone for help. And now I can look back and think, oh my God, I had people around me that wanted to support me and wanted to cheer for me. But I was not aware because I was not vulnerable with myself mm-hmm. first. So I say all that to say, You give yourself these few moments of silence. You allow yourself to be vulnerable for you. And then you have enough courage to call on someone in your tribe. You don't have to share Mm -hmm. your deepest, darkest secrets. It can be something as simple as, I need a moment away from these kids. Will you watch these kids tonight? And, and it's amazing how you will see people start to show up in your tribe. And when you start to ask and talk mm-hmm. uh the, the sharing that happens and the nuggets that are dropped, you don't have to figure it out all, all mm-hmm. by yourself.
1: So true. So what roadblocks do you think that you had to push through to, to really get to where you are today?
2: Oh, girl, Mm -hmm. there are many. I still struggle. And I've been on this journey for seven years. I think we look at other people and we're like, man, they got it all figured out. I'm here to tell you, no one does. I was -hmm. just listening to something the other day. Do you know Jennifer Lopez? Mm -hmm. Yes, the Jennifer Lopez that is the billionaire actress entrepreneur, she still struggles with one before she gets on stage with asking herself, "Can I do this? Mm-hmm. Am I good enough?" So I'm here to tell you, my friends, if J Lo's struggling, mm-hmm. it's okay that you're <laughs> struggling. So, um, you know, to, to answer your question, the roadblocks, I I struggle with. I listen, uh, being addicted to achieving is my Achilles' heel, Vicky, and now that I have my own business. It's I find myself very easily getting Mm. warped back into this Mm -hmm. being on the screen, saying yes to the things, taking the call, almost becoming obsessed with it, that it's my validation. Old habits die hard. Yeah. But to our earlier point, being aware is such a gift. And I still have the conversations in my mind that everybody else does. Can I do this? Will I be a success? Wondering every month if I'm going to be able to pay the bills. Uh, Yes, all of that still ruminates in here. But here is what I have found that has helped me silence the, I like to say in my beautiful Philadelphia accent, the asshole that lives up in your brain. I find that he gets silenced when I Mm. make a promise to myself and I keep it. Mm. And that goes back to those four questions. So it can be something as simple as just getting outside for the walk. Even if it's not the 20 minutes, if it's 10 minutes, I still did it. Here's a story for you, Vicki. I can't believe I'm admitting this. I'm admitting to the fact that my husband does all the cooking. And now I'm going to admit to the fact that I am pretty lazy and I leave my clothes in the laundry basket for days. I'm one of those. Like, I'll just get the downy wrinkle release and spray it off. And I was walking by. So I have to walk by our bedroom to get into the kitchen from the office. And I was looking and I saw these clothes looking back at me and I was like, Meg, You are almost 40 years old. Knock that shit off. Like, put the clothes away. And I thought, you know what? I am. So I put the clothes away, and I felt like a rock star. (laughs) It can be something that simple. But making and keeping a promise to yourself, and there's science behind it, Vicki, that that you rewire the conversations in your brain. It's called the habit loop. Mm
0: -hmm. And the
2: average person has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts in a day, 80% of them are hardwired to be negative 80%, Mm -hmm. but you can rewire them in a, in a way to do that. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You can rewire those conversations at any time and an easy micro step to do that is making one promise to yourself and keeping it.
1: Mm -hmm. So what advice would you have liked to have had when you first got started on this journey?
2: Oh, That's a great question. I think we were talking about earlier when I was telling you about uh, all of the, uh, what's a polite word, all of the losers that I dated before (laughs) my husband. And if I could go back and turn back the hand of time, what I would tell myself, you know, I'll tell you this, Vicki, I think at my point in my journey, I can honestly tell you I wouldn't change a thing because it made me who I am today. There was a long, long time when I was mad at my father for picking up and leaving and Mm -hmm. abandonment issues. And recently with this work on myself, have I realized that he loved the best way that he could and it forced me to be the woman that I Mm -hmm. was meant to be. And everything led me here. And I think when you can look at your life and you can appreciate the building blocks mm-hmm. to get to where you are. Because I'm here to tell you, as someone who's experienced it, what is meant for you will never miss you. You don't see it in the muck and the myrrh of the moment and the dark wood of the night. But when you get through that dark wood and you see the light on the other end, you give yourself a moment to see the path and and, and to get here, what a gift that is. And I can tell you, at this, at this point, I've seen the path. I've appreciated it. And I would go through all of it again the ugliness to get here and to also use my story and the lessons learned to help
1: others mm. in a way that I was never taught. Yeah. A lot of times we were taught to just keep it all quiet and silent and be strong. Ding, ding. Uh, Vicki, mm. if you
2: were raised like I was, you know, and our, listen, our parents did the best they could. I like to say 90 of parents out there are doing the best that they can. Mm -hmm. And no one says, man, I really want to jack up my kids. Everybody's trying (laughs) the best that they can. And in our household, you know, single mom, God bless her, superhuman, working two jobs, making the meals, keeping a roof over our heads by ourselves. But we never talked about the hard stuff. You went up to your room and you dealt with it and you stuffed it down. So I became a runner at a very young age. And what I have realized through this journey, at least for myself, is that when you don't have the toolkit, when you don't have the language for mm-hmm. these very uncomfortable feelings, you become a runner, you look for a safe harbor.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: for me, that was work because it gave me the validation. But Vicky, it could be anything. It could be mm-hmm. food, it could be booze, it could be money. You know, it could be relationships. We just look for these things, this lighthouse to hang on to because we don't know the language and we've never gifted ourselves mm. the silence um, or the or the language to to
1: un, unravel at all. Mm. So true. It's time now for rapid fire. Oh, I love rapid fire. So <clears throat> I don't know if you can answer this quickly, but what would be a roadmap to lasting happiness in your opinion? Woo! <laughs> I know oh, it's a yeah. whole new podcast, but give a brief—the brief version.
2: <laughs> I would say the courage to act on those gut whispers. Yeah, they're there for a reason, mm-hmm. my friend. Your intuition—what a gift it is! Yeah, we can spend our whole life running from it. I, I like to say it's your soul talking to you, whether you believe in God, universe, divine, whatever word you want to use, but it's there for a reason. And I think when you have the courage to lean into it, that's when you really live a life of passion and fulfillment. Yeah.
1: And I think people struggle with what kind of leader to be. And I always have found that uh, a leader who leads with their gut Mm. usually does the best. Yeah, oh my God, Vicky, spot on. I was mm-hmm.
2: reading this, this article. And the common theme from these beautiful innovators, Sarah Blakely, Bill Gates, hell, even Albert Einstein, was you all they all said the power of intuition. Yeah. It's the best leadership trait there is. Right, right.
1: And so often you find people trying to be somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not be their authentic self. And that's not being um, that's not leading with your intuition at all. No. no. So, what about uh, your thoughts on women empowerment? You know, my podcast is focuses on women, although I do have a large male following. But I really want to try to help women mm. not have to go through the things that I had to go through. T- although the journey did, as you said, help me grow. But, you know, if you could cut a few things out, make it a little smoother, (laughs) it would be good. So talk to me about women empowerment.
2: Oh, girl, I am here for it. Community over competition is my, right? Mm -hmm. It is my tagline. I truly believe that someone Mm -hmm. can teach you in 15 minutes what it took them 15 years to learn. Oh, yeah. Male or female, but I think I think when females really put the mask down and really have a human first conversation, you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting in our corporate worlds that when you reach a certain tier or status, we forget that you're human. And mm-hmm. we think you have it all figured out and people stop engaging with you as a human first, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think when we can just have those real conversations mm-hmm. of here's what I'm struggling with, how did you handle it? That's where the real power is.
1: Yeah. So what would be one or two tips that you could give somebody to fight that burnout? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I will tell you this. It's the the power of your habits, of your rituals are are so powerful. The fact that you are connected to a screen 24 hours a day. Guess what? You know who's telling you you have to do that? You. You are. (laughs) You are the common denominator in burnout. And for anyone who says, Oh, my boss, my boss, my boss, my boss, everything's figure outable, my friend. And in and, and your life doesn't have to be sacrificed to do it. Burnout happens mm-hmm. when you avoid being human for too mm-hmm. long. So I would say these small little things in your life that have such an impact, for instance, the power of your relationships, connection is the common rate trait of the happiest people in the world. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you talked to your tribe? If you're missing a friend, pick up the phone and call them when you're on your way to the grocery store. Or maybe mm-hmm. you call them when you're sitting outside for five minutes. Or maybe it's part of your morning routine to just pick up the phone and call them or text them. Right? Mm-hmm. Where, where are you with your people? Right? Where are you with moving your body? It's 85% of how you feel in a day. So getting in that 20-minute walk, moving your body for 20 minutes, that cuts depression by upwards of 36%. It's these simple things. What are you feeding your body, right? Are you like I was, eating protein bars and string cheese over your screen and never sitting down to eat a meal? (laughs) I lived off that for 15 years. Like, Give yourself the human task of, of eating a meal away from the screen. So I say all that, Vicky, to say, When you, If you are struggling with burnout, when you look at your calendar, where is the humanness in it? Mm -hmm. And where is your time for you? And it doesn't have to be nails. It doesn't have to be the spa. It doesn't have to be the day golf outing. It doesn't need to be the bruisey brunch, which all are great, beautiful things. I hope you do all of those things. But I'm talking about these small, little commitments. Are you getting up when the alarm rings? Are Mm -hmm. you rolling over and going right to the phone? Did you know that three minutes of that? will uh increase you of having a bad day of upwards of 70 percent. Mm. so are you giving yourself these small little human gifts of a moment of silence of moving your body of connecting with those that you love of writing down the things you're grateful for it's mm. a huge game changer huge game changer
1: So good, so it's time now for me to share my screen. So if you are just listening in, it's time for you to grab that paper and pencil or pen to be able to get the information about Megan. All right, so Megan's website is meganmiller.com. Very easy to remember, m-e-g-a-n-miller.com. Again, meganmiller.com. She's on LinkedIn, Megan Miller Intention. And Instagram, Megan B. Miller, that's Megan.B.Miller. And she will tell you about what she has for you, her call to action.
2: Yeah. Guys, if you are interested in more content around these micro steps to fight burnout, to stop living, to make it to Friday to live a life of inspiration one that you want to wake up to because i'm here to tell you my friend it does exist it's not a unicorn and you can create that i would love to invite you into our community anyone that's a friend of vicky is a friend of mine and you can find out more information about this movement you can you can sign up for the four questions that we talked about the microstep journal you can become a part of our Microstep Monday newsletter where I pop in your inbox every Monday for a quick little read to set intention in the week ahead. I can't think of a better thing to hit your inbox on a Monday. Um, you can also, I was just telling Vicky that I feel so grateful that I have co-authored a book with 45 other women called Voices of the 21st Century, Women Transforming the World. And it is all on the power of mass down human first conversation on trials and tribulations that these high performing women have been through in the lessons learned and all of that can be found my friend at megan-miller.com please awesome. join our tribe
1: so so good well megan it has been just <laughs> so fun to have this conversation with you today learned so much you shared great tips great tools And I think that that newsletter is something that everybody should subscribe to to get that bit of oomph in on Mondays uh, and start your week off on the right foot. Micro steps are what we need. I always call it slight edge. Um, Those uh, slight edge, those things will compound over time to give you big wins. And so you should always be grateful for all the small things, including the clouds and the flowers. Preach it, girl. Preach it. Yes. Vicky. I have just loved
2: our time together <laughs> well, today. You. you have an amazing spirit, amazing energy. I love this community that you're building. And I think what a gift it is when good humans yeah. connect with good humans and how quickly we can forget that in the busyness of our days. Yeah. And thank you for reminding me today what a gift it is to know and connect with good humans.
1: Yes, for sure. And so I always end with reminding everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. Mm. This is Vicki Netling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.